Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, Alex here with a quick update from another hotel room. Firstly, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's already offered their help and support. We were completely overwhelmed. Thankfully though, we are more or less okay. We bought some 10-foot poles and have been whacking goblins with gusto. So, today's episode is another Metacast, but normal shows should be resuming from next week. Even better, it looks like the Magnus Archives should still be releasing in February. Thanks for bearing with us, and we look forward to everything getting back on track from here. So we hope you enjoy the episode, whilst we see a man about an automatic goblin mashing machine. Welcome to a special Metacast episode with me, Alex Newell, and with me today I've got... Bryn Monroe. Lydia Nicholas. Ben Meredith. And today we're discussing the arcane in Pathfinder. Playing we've arcane sacrificed James like in a ritual to achieve greater levels of magic power. I thought we were going to sacrifice him with Poseidon. 
No, well, well, that seems to be your favourite. Why don't we clarify that today, and then we can make sure where that line is. Yeah. Yeah. Useful. I'm here as someone that knows nothing about magic uh, in this game or outside of, and so I can ask the stupid questions. You're here to ask the questions that other people would. What is the arcane? So, that is a good question, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So It's um, amazing that you asked that despite not having seen the script that's in front of Alex. <laughs> I actually haven't. So, no. yeah, so um, there are two types of magic in Pathfinder mm -hmm. in this game system that we're using. There's one which is arcane mm -hmm. and one which is divine. Right. Okay. So arcane being obviously the one that Hamid's tied to yes. and divine being the one that Zolf is tied to. Yes. Um, in earlier versions of the similar game, D&D, &D, mm -hmm. they used to be much more different. Right. They're actually much... There's much bigger overlap than there used to be in the more recent versions. Yeah. But traditionally speaking, at least, clerics have been much more associated with healing, mm -hmm. and divine magic is therefore associated with that. Arcane is, you know, much more associated with like elemental stuff. Right. Yeah. And mostly Fireball now. in the face kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd say mostly now, what of the major difference between the two is the source of where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And the, the flavor of it is still yeah, very the, different. Yeah, the, the flavor is very much still. And there are some things that, that, that takes a lot of levels to get to in one school and then not yes. many in the other. Yeah. yeah. I can do stuff that you won't be able to do for ages, but you can do stuff I won't be able to do Absolutely. Like, for ages or at all. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, I mean, the two major different sources for it. For the clerics, it's obviously it's, it's, it's a divine favour from a god. Which... Or a concept. Or, yeah, you can get some more obscure ones, which I, are... I like the idea that there is, you know, the concept of iniquity. Or of capitalism. It's sort of sitting there and people are worshipping capitalism. Giving, you know, oh, if I drown someone in money or if I mess yeah. around with the poor. It's if called... I instil austerity <laughs> on a country... It's, uh... Called, uh, it's called Scrooge McDucking. Right. <laughs> see, and then they get all these favours of power. So there's a couple of big differences mechanically. And um, before we head into a bit more, the things that people really notice off the bat are Arcane has an armor failure risk, a higher one. Yes. So clerics are fairly good at actually casting wearing armor. They're pretty friggin' tanky. Yeah, and they tend to use big weapons and stuff. Whereas the Arcane, you, by virtue of wearing it, it makes you kind of rubbishy at magic. So it's, it's pushing yeah. you away from using armor. Mm -hmm. So you're yeah. more like glass cannon. Obviously, we've in our campaign, we've got a cleric and a sorcerer. Arcane casters, the two major types are sorcerers and wizards. And so Hamid, if, if I understand rightly, thinks he's a wizard, yes. but is actually a sorcerer. Yes. Now, the flavour of this in-game right. is yeah. Hamid doesn't really understand the difference. And sorcerers in our game world are not very well known about. Right. Not really. They're, they're certainly a bit more obscure. They're not unheard of or anything, yeah. but... It's not like, oh, you're slightly weird. We'll assume that that's what it is. Yes. It's it's way more out there as a concept. Because the difference between the two, to spell it out for people mm -hmm. who've never heard of this, uh, for wizards, they are what are called prepared casters. You can get prepared and their alternates in clerics as well, but prepared yeah. means effectively at the start of a day, they have to prepare a list of spells, which are... Um, the spells that they have prepared that day. So if even if he knows a spell that would be super useful, if he hasn't prepared it that day and he's a wizard, yeah, tough. So tough beans. Zolf knows a huge long list of spells, and every day he prepares two of one of them, and then one of three others, and then there's five spells he knows that he just can't cast that day. Right. Sure. Whereas or with ish. spontaneous, the idea is that you have access to a lot less, but you can pick and choose whatever you're yeah. using whenever you need it. Right. So it's rare for a sorcerer 
to get caught with nothing to use yeah. but similarly they won't have that really specialist perfect thing the yeah. wizard will have the I actually have sink boat made entirely of fingernails <laughs> one day, whereas the sorcerer you know one day Dolph will get to cast scurvy one, yes. day, one day but unfortunately yeah. the time that he really needs it will be the one day he didn't prepare it <laughs> yeah, almost certainly there'll be a lot of people where they're just sort of yeah so I can use my teeth to get to you so, and he'll be I, think... I have something for this Darn! Maybe an animal made of teeth. <laughs> I think up to the point that, that our listening audience will have heard, Hamid only knows two level one spells, and those are the only two he casts, yeah. which are Charm Person, which has failed a lot, yeah. and Magic Missile, which has been amazing a lot. <laughs> Very useful. Um, so I can cast, Hamid can currently cast five first level spells per day. Mm-hmm. So he could cast five of one and none of the other. Mm-hmm. or three and two, or and he can choose when he casts it, right. which one he's casting. So is Hamid preparing these spells at the beginning of the day, but no. he doesn't realise that he doesn't need to? So otherwise, how does he, how does he explain he the fact that he's casting? He doesn't realise that... So Hamid's backstory is he tried to study magic at university to become a wizard and just failed. Yeah. And now he suddenly can. He thinks that he's just super awesome. It just and took he, a while to filter through. He doesn't realise that the reason he failed was because he wasn't working hard enough and wasn't preparing properly right. when he was at university. But he was so he doesn't realise that that's a missing thing. Right. And a couple of other mechanics things worth mentioning is with the prepared ones, they tend to be int-based or intelligence-based. And generally speaking, spontaneous ones who are kind of doing it riffing on the fly tend to be charisma-based. Yeah. Which tends to affect the way that those characters play out. Yeah, and, and that, that's flavour as well. So wizards are people who've studied and learned and they're very knowledge-based. And sorcerers are people to whom it just sort of happens and they're not always entirely sure how or why. And I haven't forgotten that I haven't mentioned the source of Arcana in this game. I will be discussing it towards later in the episode, Mm -hmm. but that's because that's going to be a kind of rambling discussion. So I'd rather deal with that a bit later and and get through the nitty-gritty first. Um, We won't say much more about Divine Casters today, I guess. No, we'll be doing a a completely separate... Yeah, but just to say that clerics are not the only type of Divine Casters. Um, There are also Druids, a very common. Mm -hmm. Um, Paladins and Rangers get Divine Spells. I can't think of any spontaneous Divine Casters. I don't know, maybe Oracle? So, with all of that in mind, there are also schools of magic. This is now heading more into the arcanary things and the clerics. Yeah. So, when Hamid's been doing detect magic, he did it on Barrett's Ring and things like that, yeah. what he's actually doing is he's reading what magic went into making that or enchanting that or whatever. And I've mentioned schools before, but to go into a bit of specific detail, there are... Eight? Eight schools of magic. That's a lot of schools of magic. Okay, I'm going to go through these, so bear with it. It's, right. And it's like, you know, you, you've got to think about this as, you know, magic is very much set up for universities. And so this is like, this is, it's like the different types of science. Yeah. I, always, I always in tie them like Terry Pratchett to colours and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I always think of colour coding each of my different schools it's, yeah. as a way of filing them in my head. And once a long time ago, you used to have schools that were opposed to each other, but I don't know if they still yeah, do they've, that. Yeah, they've really minimised that. Yeah. It used to be that it's like when you took, say, necromancy, for instance, you couldn't take anything that would do healing and things yeah. like that because oh, yeah, they yeah. feel kind of opposed. They're a lot less on it that. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember seeing so that. Now you can kill someone, bring them back to life, kill them. In fact, that's what they do in the dungeon. And an experiment on them in between. So the schools are abjuration, which is... I'm going to massively oversimplify just to get through it all. It's buffing, really. It's right. it's making something stronger, better, faster, smarter, whatever. Harder. All of them. Did faster, did harder, did better, did stronger. Did That's it. That's abjuration. Okay. Yep. I can totally hum Dark Punk. Yep. So, yeah. so conjuration, which is basically violating the conservation of matter and... <laughs> 
creating matter is a good way of describing yeah. it. Sometimes it can be creating a sword in your hand, but it can be creating more dynamic stuff like fires sometimes, depending. It's a bit... Yeah. It gets a bit muddy between the schools. Yeah. The, the main two ones that you use for blasting stuff in a fight are conjuration and evocation. That's the one. And the line between the two is a little blurry. But... I've, I've tried to spell it out here. So yeah. you've got conjuration. I'll get to evocation in a sec. You've got divination which is just information. It, it's, yep. it's what that word is derived from. It is just you know, getting information, whether foreseeing it from the future, farsight, actually just battlefield knowledge. Yep. Um, there's enchantment, which actually, rather than it being enchanting an item, enchantment is mind-affecting normally. So if someone has a glamour to make them look all attractive... Yeah. It's enchanting it's... in the conversational use of the word. If somebody's yeah. enchanting, doesn't mean yeah, they... Exactly. Enchanté, yeah, exactly. rather than enchant that thing yeah. exactly and then we get into evocation so evocation is like we were saying there's a lot of overlap the way that i tend to think of it is conjuration makes matter tends to make things yep. whereas evocation tends to make energy yeah that's absolutely. a good way of putting it so conjuration if is I say so myself. well no i've taken this from other people like, i yeah. I, 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 I was explained this. this to him at one point uh, he yeah. didn't know yeah. this was what i explained yeah bring was the guy who helped me split it out it's a really good way of putting yeah. it and, the, and it, it still blurs together occasionally but, but it's a really good way of splitting it yeah. you want to make a rock conjuration you want force lightning that's evocation yeah, yeah exactly exactly and then you've got um what's fireball I think it's evocation. I believe it's evocation, yeah. yeah. Whereas if you were trying to summon something that had rocks in it, it starts to get a bit muddy. I think yeah. fireball is because it's fleeting. You right. make it, it hits its target, and it goes away. Yeah. And it's specifically, you can't keep your fireball. Yeah, and it specifically oh, says, fireball. actually, with fireball, that there's no sort of lingering fires and things yeah. like that to really yeah. pin it down. Yeah. So it's more like, I, I think fireball is more like a Dragon Ball Z Hadouken kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I've mixed, I'm sorry, nerds. But, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got illusion. Right. If if you don't know what illusion is, I feel like you've got a lot of Read steps. Dictionary. To, I feel like you've got a lot of steps to get through before this podcast is going to be worth listening to. To be for fair, you. not all the words mean what you think they mean. Yeah. A lot Very of them true. Are false friends. This is what words. I'm saying. Is this one really does? Okay. Like real illusion straight down is the exactly line. Exactly what you would think it would well, be. Illusion makes illusions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's all it does. Not illusions. <laughs> James. James is constantly playing illusion when he's panning. <laughs> And then we've got necromancy or necromancy, which is who calls no, it who, no, no, it's necromancy. <laughs> no, not, ne- not necromancy. necromancy. That, that, that's no. wizards who mostly deal with nichrome. <laughs> so I like necromancy. <laughs> so necromancy, it's it's death magic bringing I, things I back to life, Ian killing them. Who uses necromancy? <laughs> Hi, magic Ian. How are you doing? <laughs> This I, I have now. Ian has to be a cast of me. Necromancy. Magic Ian. For those who haven't, for those who haven't quite got the joke yet, write down Magic Ian, and you'll see what it actually spells. There's no one. <laughs> I think you are. And then last one is transmutation. It's basically converting stuff. So converting something from one thing to another thing. Yeah. Now we're going to go through something that has scared away a lot of people from playing casters, ah! and it's because casting can be really complicated and it's a pretty steep learning curve compared to the other classes. I think yeah, one of these yeah, we've yeah, already you talked... You try being a rogue. <laughs> uh, rogue's, rogue's really, really extensive yeah. and but once you've got the real core mechanics it sort of riffs off that. Whereas yeah, I think fair, yeah. rogues are complex in creation mm. like all characters are 
um, castes are complex whilst you're playing them. More There's often. a lot of admin and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think they're they're deep, not broad. Like rogues are broad because when you level up, you're like so many options. Whereas yeah, yeah. casters are like, oh, there's just loads it's of stuff. What are, what are the ramifications of this decision yep. later on? And yeah. at level ten, if I didn't pick this spell at level one, I can't. Oh. Yeah, we, yeah, like we talked about, you know, preparing spells and stuff. Like mm. Ben has to make a lot of choices. Mm. It, with his character to, to, as to what I mean, spells to prepare and things like behind that. Behind the veil, I just pick the spell cards which are here. Yeah. <laughs> He's written out spell cards which is more admin than I've done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I then looked at the character list and thought, I'm not writing out spell like, cards. Like, one yeah. of the reasons I much prefer playing spontaneous casters than prepared casters is it's not, it's not having to make as many decisions and not having to keep track of all the admin. And I know some people who've really loved playing magicians, not because they're powerful. Magicians. Magicians, sorry. And it's because playing a Magic Ian, there's loads of those decisions to make. And they really have to they really have to dig into it and figure out what are the right decisions to yeah. make. They'll choose to pick builds that can mitigate that so they can swap out, say, one spell. Um, but it's that's not, a new addition, It's isn't an it? option they introduced into Pathfinder from the Switch to uh, D&D, as, as I recall, is that every caster now has the opportunity to switch spells out mm-hmm. for stuff they can do spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, for example... like. Essentially for a cleric, most clerics, healing is the most useful thing you can do by a long way. Mm -hmm. And in the old system, clerics were incentivized heavily to just prepare nothing but healing spells. Mm -hmm. And so one of the most common options for clerics now is what's called spontaneous conversion, where they say, this, I prepared scurvy today, instead I'm going to use that scurvy spell to cast a heal spell. Which is basically all I've ever done in the campaign. Is just convert my other spells. You created water. No, I, well, actually, and that's, platforms. That's Don't do zero. yourself down, Ben. <laughs> no, it's a, no, Small that's not. That's floating what, platforms. That's what clerics are great for. That's yeah. myself up. But anyway, this is uh, platforms. Okay, not and <laughs> you tried scurvy on that thing, and then it turned out he didn't have bones. <laughs> no, that that got cut. But I mean, you tried it on a bone thing. Yeah, didn't work. So uh, anyway, um, all the things you've done. So the to 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 demystify and get rid of some of the scare. The thing that deterred me first time I was playing and deters a lot of people on their first game is you, when you see the first time you see a spell written out. Oh, there's a lot to it. Because it's so big. So we're going to break that down. It, it won't take long, but it is really worth doing. So going through in order. Let, we'll take the example of Magic Missile. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's nice. It's a real core we one. We like for Magic Missile. It's a very so, good spell. First thing that you'll notice is school. We've already discussed that. Can you is tell it... people at, at this point where they could be looking if they want to play along at home? www.d20pfsrd.com Yep. Uh, which forward is slash the part... magic missile. Well, yeah, it actually is. <laughs> forward slash magic, forward slash all spells, forward slash magic missile. Miss, miss, ma- well, I just go, I just go to the site and then yes, the, 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 the free legal SRD, which is basically a collection yeah. of all that, those pages, and then search magic mad. Magic, magic missile. Magic Ian missile. <laughs> magic Ian weapon. Yeah. So, <laughs> Got it. So we're using magic we're using magic Ian weapon as an example. The school is evocation, we've already covered that, meaning that it's dealing with making something you even had a better way of describing it, it's making a, a something transient, something fleeting. It happens and it's done. I win. So then we have the descriptor. <laughs> Helping. Now the descriptor is a bit of a tough one to explain, but it's sort of what is the nature of the thing within that school? Okay, so in for magic missile, it's force. You are you are projecting a force at someone. It's like. not related to school. It's actually separate. Um, it's mostly to do with how it interacts with the type of damage, and certain monsters can resist certain types of damage, and certain monsters are vulnerable to certain types of damage. From a game balancing point of view, it's basically deciding what is resistant to this thing yeah. mm-hmm. and what is not. I'm going to run through the list quickly. There's a lot of them. 
-hmm. Bear with it. Again, these are all just different types. It's just to do really with resistances and things like that. Acid, air, chaotic, cold, curse, darkness, death, disease, earth, electricity, emotion, evil, fear, fire, force, good, language dependent, lawful, <laughs> light, mind affecting, pain, poison, shadow, sonic, and water. That's pretty much all of them. And like there are tons in, I, know, I don't know how this is in letter distribution, but there are tons in like A and B. And then it's, I thought, oh gosh, we're, we're going to be here for ages. And then it's, <laughs> duh, 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 and water. Done. It's yeah. not often that people use the uh, zucchini descriptor. <laughs> but when it comes up, yeah. it's, it's basically just a giant tagging system. So right. yeah, things it's could reference. Very much. And it's possible for casters to specialise in certain ones. And it just gives you, make you better at that tag, yeah. Yes. So, for example, is this a plot spoiler if I... I'd just avoid plot spoilers entirely if possible. Well, I mean, we know Hammond is eventually going to turn into a dragon. Sure. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's Potentially. So part... if, if any of us live that long. Well, <laughs> indeed. Part of, part of that is actually that he doesn't know it yet, but he has an affinity for fire spells. So any spell with a fire tag... I'm going to get... Better and better. He's, is going to be better for him than it would be for someone else. Sure. So after that, we've got level. Really, really simple. What level is the spell? Yes. Not what level is your caster. Mm -hmm. What level is the spell? And it's and just in general. That's what level the caster gets access to it as well. Normally, but not always. <laughs> yeah. After that, you've got casting time. That is how long it takes to make. Normally, it's a standard action. So for magic missile, it's a standard action. I.e., you could move and then cast that spell. Yeah. However, there are also, of course, swift, full round, multiple round, minutes, blah, blah, blah. So there are some things that last hours. It's just how long does that thing take to make happen, not how long it lasts. So if you want to summon an ice castle, that's going to take takes, you ages. It takes the length yeah. of Let It Go. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, it's a really good example. Yeah. There's one spell that I that uh, a part, our party was obsessed with in a previous game called Apocalypse from the Skies. That's awesome. It's exactly what it sounds, but takes a week to cast and you're not allowed to sleep during it. And there's a whole load of other things to do with it. And it's because it's the most insane, ridiculous, over-the-top spell. Were you basically playing a kind of Cthulhu cult? Um, one of the characters was going that way, yes. That's he cool. just went, I have a way to kill this massive monster that's terrorising the village. Okay, Apocalypse from the skies. No! You can't <laughs> save the village in... with a spell that has apocalypse in it. In one... It doesn't work! In one campaign I, I, I played in, uh, in one system, um, one of the best spells was essentially you turn yourself into a nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> aimed at a single person and you like that if you cast it successfully you utterly destroy that person and their spirit and everything about them yeah and you leave a giant wasteland standing around where that person was when this spell happened and you set every single one of your stats and abilities to one and you basically have like a 50 percent chance of dying yeah, yourself yeah. When you cast Once it. you get at the big end, you get really ridiculous ones. I can't remember what it was called, but it had it was an amazing like Probably just going over or something. reading the entire length of this spell and being like, well, first all this terrible stuff happens to you. the person, be... and then all this terrible stuff happens to you. It's freaking amazing then for if you're playing some kind of person with a long-standing grudge, yeah. where sort of sneaking up. Oh, like, my some... only purpose in life is to hunt this. There person are some down horrible ways you can them. pursue a grudge in Pathfinder. Yeah. Remember to to go over them at some point really creative oh ones um, so after that we've got the components what that means is what is required for you to cast that spell verbal you have to say something mm -hmm. it always spells out by the way the verbal is audible like you have to do extra yeah. checks and things to make it mm. to do it on the fly 
Um, so normally it's, I am casting this spell, no one look at me. It's quite big. It's like being a sneaky, arcane... It's, a, it's, it's hard. It's quite you, difficult. There are ways to do it. Yeah. You can take a feat called Silent Spell, yeah. which allows you to cast spells without talking. But that, that doesn't sound that hard. <laughs> it reduces your options, because that feat could be something else that's really useful. But it also it extends the casting time or the level of the yeah. spell. It, it makes it a lot better. So we'll actually get into it briefly. I can't remember, yeah, yeah. So after verbal, you got somatic, which means you have to do something physical. So that would be... Like waving your hands so for magic missile the limbo yeah for magic missile let's say that you shimmy. have to shimmy and do the limbo in order to cast magic missile that's so cool and the higher the magic missile the more the lower you have to limbo I don't know but uh, is that actually how it works no <laughs> in theory well, each, each spellcaster can create their own because it doesn't it doesn't so determine you, you could be someone, so if you were like a burlesque dancer that suddenly found out that they had sorcery powers you could do your extraordinary potentially you know, moves break dancing wizards you could indeed do that um, break for, dancing wizards yes yeah but I mean for Hammond Sorry, you yeah. know it's break dancing magic magic just want to recap break dancing wizards potentially for Hammond for the people at home did break Hamid, dancing wizards did, did Lydia just find her next character <laughs> <laughs> yeah for Hammond, it tends to be relatively simple. You know, he flourishes a little, but it's mostly all, you know, in the hands and the wrists. And, yeah. You know, ends with pointing. So. <laughs> missile that way. <laughs> I like the idea that he's sort of doing on this, yeah, like hands moving and these kind of really elegant things and then. Over yeah. there. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> or that to die. <laughs> yeah. After that, we've got material components. These are less of an issue than these. The to be. stupidest rule in path. So this yeah. this is where certain spells require you to have a thing, an actual physical thing, in mm-hmm. order to cast a spell. And it was a way of keeping it balanced, so that really high level spells mm-hmm. like wish, which just allows you to change reality. Mm-hmm isn't something that you can just churn out again and again and again because yeah. it has something specific. So you can't just go like, you see an enemy, I wish it away. You see a castle, I wish it away. Mm. It's it's very expensive yeah. and things like that. I think one of the ma- major resurrection spells used to require 50,000 GP worth of diamonds specifically. Yeah, yeah that's, stuff that's like that. That's a 3.5 there are a few things, we've already mentioned this in other podcasts, where um, some classes get issue materials, mm-hmm. which means that they just don't have to pay the material components if they cost less than a certain amount. Which yep. and there is also an item called the material, the components bag or something. Bag of common components. Which or, yeah. does exactly the same thing as that feat. And, and then, basically, from game design terms, when you create things to specifically ignore a rule you put in, you don't have that rule. Yes. <laughs> but so basically, every single person who ever casts a low-level spell has some way to not worry about the fact that they might need a feather or. Yeah. As far as I understand, the reason the rule is there is so that it doesn't seem weird that at higher levels you need this whole extra mechanic. Right. That was the logic behind it. I yeah. realise it doesn't play out that That's way. That's the thing I'd say with, with high level spells. Just give them extra mechanics because they're so high level. Yeah. It's like you want to create a meteor, you've got to, I don't know, crush the There, earth, there is actually a prestige class which is compatible with Pathfinder which basically specialises in issuing materials but at higher and higher levels. So it means that you're spending your feats on, I just don't need to buy that 50,000 of diamonds. But it's a very niche thing. I wouldn't recommend it. After that, you've got a focus, which is it's a thing that you sort of use your magic through. It's as simple as that. It's not common for spells to need one. Not at all. And then there's the divine focus, which I'll mention here for the sake of it because it appears in spells, which is normally the clerical version of that. It's a thing that you... You put the magic through. For me, it's my Driftwood Dolphin, yeah. which is why I always mention it when I'm casting spells. Right. After that, we've got Duration. For Magic Missile, it's instant. But those are how long the effects of the spell last, rather than yeah. how long it took to make. Mm-hmm. So you've got time durations. Two hours, three days. 
and 15 minutes. Permanent. <laughs> You've got instantaneous, which is what it sounds like. It has an instant effect and then it's gone. And you have concentration, which is you effectively... For as long as the caster keeps concentrating. And doesn't get distracted. Yeah. Mm. So it's like channeling, basically. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's some really cool um, combat spells I like where you summon a large sphere of fire or acid or electricity. And mm -hmm. then whilst you concentrate on it, you can't cast any other spells... You can keep it just moving around the battlefield yep. whilst you concentrate on it. Yeah. So it's like, well, I could sometimes I'll just cast it and it'll roll over someone once. And sometimes I'll cast it and it'll keep rolling back and forth. Yep. And as long as I don't have to cast another spell, I can just keep well, that spell going. Come up behind you and tickle you. Yes. <laughs> that would work. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I can make concentration checks. Very true, which is basically a way keep of sustaining that. Yeah. Uh, after that, we've got saving throw, which has already come up a bunch of times in the, in the podcast. Um, for Magic Missile, there isn't one, but there are saving throws. Negates means that if the enemy or whatever you're doing this magic against makes a will save or force save or whatever, yeah. there's no effect. There's partial, which means shocker. There's a partial effect, so maybe half damage, something like that. There's half, which is very specifically half damage. Uh, there's none, which means um, that there is no way to protect against it. There are certain really high-level yeah. spells which effectively equate to, you die, there are no saves. One of my favourite ones <laughs> is a bunch of spells say, yes, there is a saving throw, and then yeah. have them back, it's harmless, reminding you that, yes, you can save but against this spell. But why would you? Yeah. But you don't need to. You can save against healing, I think. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. check to save against healing. But if you, had some, if you were necromantic, yeah, if I, you were a skeleton. I, I once played a campaign where we almost healed to death one of the characters who was uh, secretly um, casting like as an evil caster. And uh, we a new person joined the party. And we, we just forgot to tell... Genuinely, we just forgot to tell them. He gets taken down, and then the cleric who comes over when he's on minus five health goes, Oh, it's okay, I've got this! And everyone goes, No! <laughs> As he proceeds to almost like blast him away into oblivion. <laughs> It happens. Um, um, the, three then, the three types of save are the same ones that characters have access to. So, sure. So, wait, wait. So, you're saying if you're evil, then you can't be healed? Depending on what kind of character. Oh, right. you, 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 so, like with uh, clerics, briefly, you can choose to, depending on your god or if they're neutral, you can choose to do positive or negative energy. Right. So, negative energy heals undead, damages living. Positive energy heals living, damages undead. And he was playing an undead character. Yeah. Right. So, he was a secret zombie. Yes. Yeah. So, he had like rotting bits that he was hiding. He was wearing yeah. clothes to cover. That's so cool. It was a cool. It was a cool Cool character. Uh, if Sasha dies, then uh, I'm trying that. <laughs> Secret zombie breakdancing wizard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then last thing for the saves is disbelief, which is genuinely, no, that, that seems a bit of a stretch. And then the effect just effectively yeah. stops. What's he like? I cast a fire summon Most, dragon right. And I'm just like, mm. Mostly it's against illusions, yeah. unsurprisingly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I disbelieve in this illusion. I disbelieve in this illusion. So if I disbelieve, and I'm like, that doesn't look like a real dragon. If you have actually summoned a dragon, it will just burn me. Yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. if it's an illusionary dragon, it will. One of the, my, my, cool. one of the mo most interesting spell effects is something called Phantasmal Killer. Oh, God. You cast it at someone awful. and they yeah. see, like, a their killer coming worst towards their worst nightmare. Their worst towards possible them. imagining. And they, they have to roll to disbelieve it. Yeah. And if they believe it, they die. Right. They are frightened they, to death. Because the worst conceivable thing that could happen oh. to them effectively happens and to them. And if they disbelieve it, they take a tiny bit of damage. Yeah. Someone needs to explain some of this stuff to Sasha in-game so she can just keep <laughs> trying to disbelieve <laughs> when people are casting actually damage. <laughs> <laughs> so she just, nope. 
just doesn't understand. They don't really use that much magic in other London because they don't get to access universities. They yeah, of course. Occasional kind of sorcerer, but then they you would get dis- out. They would disappear they, from other London yeah, so they, quick. They I don't know if there's the equivalent of like hedge magic, a where it's the bit, kind yeah. of like, oh well, it's so people you that can, can learn heal a, a little amount. bit. There yeah. is. There, there is actually there are rogue talents which allow you to become a caster, right. but it is that kind of hedge magic yeah, stuff. Yeah, that sort of little things. Then after that, we've got resistance. Magic missile allows that. Yeah, there's a special thing in the game called Spell Resistance, which just makes you immune to some magic. It lets you resist spells. So a yeah. lot of some things you can have immunity to, and normally what it is is to... If, you're, if your spell's being resisted by a creature with spell resistance, you have to make a caster level check, so yeah. that's a d20 plus your level, mm-hmm. your caster level, which is at least equal to the creature's spell resistance in order for it to affect. And it's to represent that the characters, the creature, so inherently magical and so on, or inherently resistant to it, it just of... doesn't even notice yeah. it. Like, powerful dragons often have spell resistance because spells just bounce off them, essentially, mm. a lot of the time. I was made of this. Um, <laughs> after that, we're into the, the simpler ones. Range. Mm-hmm. So for magic missile, it's 100 foot plus 10 foot per level. Nice. But it's really huge. So these ranges are personal, which is it affects you. Touch, it affects something you touch. Close, 25 feet and plus 5 per level. Medium, which is 100 feet plus 10 per level. Long, which is 400 feet plus 40. Unlimited, or then you have like a really specific range. So like 17 feet for a couple of really weird ones. Some of them are line of sight. Yeah. So long tends to be things like big battlefield things. When yeah. you, you when there's something called a siege mage, which is you specialise in things that are massively long distance and hugely damaging, but you are rubbish at everything You're else. You're walking trebuchet. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> if my breakdancing magic Ian, who's secretly a zombie, gets killed, then walking trebuchet. Uh, yeah, yeah, just do that. <laughs> You've got so many characters out of this. It's gonna be cool. After that, we've got target. Um, for magic missile, it's up to five creatures within fifteen feet of one another at the sort of higher end of it but the other versions are ray which is a ranged touch attack that's sort of like you shoot think of it like honestly like a star trek phaser or something acid splash that's what happening i'm actually having essentially it's the same role as you throwing something like i have to aim it well it does yeah it does almost exactly the same thing but because it only has to touch them it doesn't have to like penetrate their armor right their ac against me so hamid literally points at things and goes pew 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 and then they get hurt yeah after that you've got Spread, mm-hmm. which is, if I remember correctly, that's emanating. Is it cone? There's, there's from you. Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember. They, they, these start to get quite complicated. Yeah, you've got cylinder and you've got cone on the on the battle map. It does say up for on the SRD how all of these play out. Yeah. But once you're doing 3D games where one of you's flying and you pass the cone at someone that you're flying past, who has also got a defensive cylinder, you 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 start needing geometry. Yep. And lots of it and. It, it can get a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And then last but not least is the description um, or the effect of what happens. So for Magic Missile, it's unerring, so it can't miss. And it does 1d4 plus 1 damage per missile. And it just can be friggin' anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll take a break there and we'll Yay. come back in a little bit and we'll discuss things in a bit of a looser kind of Helping. way. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Test, test. Elias, hopefully if you hear this, it means I've found a way to record those difficult statements I was telling you about. While I hate to speak ill of the dead, the previous archivist left this place in such a dreadful mess, and even an organization with such an unusual focus as the Magnus Institute needs a well-organized archive. As you know, I've been going through trying to digitize and record audio versions, but I've been having trouble with a few of the more bizarre statements. There have been sufficient distortions as to make them utterly unintelligible. Thankfully, though, I managed to unearth this old tape recorder from storage, and these cassettes, archaic as they may be, are still better than nothing. So with that in mind, I thought I'd take it for a spin, as it were. I've taken the shortest of the problem statements, and I'm trying it here. Frankly, I wouldn't normally bother with something so fragmented, but it should be fine as a test. Statement of Jacob, no second name given, regarding... God knows what. Original statement given July 15th, 2011. Statement begins. It'll get you too. You can stare all you want, make your notes and your inquiries, but all your beholding will come to nothing. When the time arrives and all is darkness and butchery, you'll wish you had stopped listening and run. Statement ends. 
Yes, well, you see why I wouldn't have otherwise recorded it. Not exactly something for posterity, but nonetheless. Let me know if you are able to hear that correctly, Elias. If so, I think we can begin transcribing the rest of the statement. The Magnus Archives, a new weekly horror podcast by Rusty Quill, coming soon. Welcome back. So we've gone over the the scary bits. The this is why I don't want to play a caster. Yeah. It was very complicated. Uh, I get it, but honestly, once you can break through, mm-hmm. it's 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 in some ways it's easier because you don't need to learn all the flanking stuff and things like that. But the trade off is be ready for paperwork, yeah. unless you're a spontaneous <laughs> caster, and then it's just. And pew, even pew, then, pew, you pew, have pew. to track a few things. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm playing a divine caster, and they're a pretty light admin version of a prepared. Yeah. Mate, and I'm still struggling because I don't play this kind Well, of a lot of the problem with paperwork is this stuff like when you're buffing someone else, mm-hmm. they will always forget. So you're like, no, I've given you a plus one. But when you're doing that and you're a really good cleric, oh, you've given the entire party plus one strength, two to wisdom and three for attacks, but only against this thing. And you're having to remember yeah. all of this. Mm. It, it basically turns into a micro GM session, really. So I, I'll kill Zolf before then. That's, <laughs> the way, that's the way I deal with it. So we're going to blast through quickly the sort of some recommendations for playing arcane casters. Mm-hmm. So feats, items, things like that. And then I'm just going to open the floor to ask me questions about magic in this game world. Cool. And as long as it doesn't ruin the story, I will tell you. So, first things first, recommended feats. I always recommend people save some feats to get meta-magic feats. Those are feats that modify your magic, so still spell that Bryn was mentioning earlier is one. Mm -hmm. Normally they increase the level of the spell, so it means that you can only cast worse spells in this specialised way, but there's things like silent spell, cast it without it, there's still spell cast without doing a somatic. Mm -hmm. There's, you can get some really fun ones like time delay spell. Uh So you can cast it, and then, like, five rounds later, it kicks in. One, one of the best spells in the game is called... Uh, one of the best feats in the game is called Quicken Spell. Oh, I which love Which potentially Quicken. allows you to cast two spells in one turn. Cool. It's amazing for your Magic Missile, which is, like, your level one that gets better. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, Quicken Magic Missile, and then a Fireball. Ha-ha! <laughs> and you just do it again. And so if you're a Sorcerer, you do it again. And again. Um, meta Magic interacts slightly weirdly with spontaneous casting. True. It's harder than for prepared casters. But if you can make it work, then, yeah, you can... You can do some so, really cool things. Wait, I mean, maybe this was obvious from the beginning for most people, but so uh, sorcerers don't run out of spells? No, I can. They so, can. They okay. can. So if I cast five magic missiles, uh-huh. I can't cast any more until I've slept. Because he's just used all of the spells get, of that so level. So you can do five spells for any spells? Yeah, to have a look at a, a thing. It's the same for... Um, oh, spells per day. I you get spells see, per day at a, a certain level, and it's modified by your modifier. So for clarity, it's wisdom. For you, it's charisma. charisma right? So yeah. let's say Hamid will only know... Say, I'm plucking this out there. How many spells does Hamid know of level one? So at level one, Hamid knew two spells, which was Charm Person and Magic Missile. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like in that level. So he can cast that, what, five times a day? Yeah. But... So he could cast five Magic Missiles or four Charm Persons and one Magic Missile. Right. And then he can't cast any other level one spells. Now, but he's he gets... got the cantrips. He's got the cantrips. Yay. He's got as many level zero spells as he could possibly want. And a, and a cantrip is one that you... Normally a cantrip is one that you can just... Do again and again and again and again, yeah. but they're normally so incredibly minor yeah. that it doesn't really break I mean, the game. You, do you can push do that. Yeah, so prestidigitation is one yeah. of them. Message, uh, detect magic, are similar. The one I've been casting quite a lot in mm. some sessions, which is still cantrip and therefore free, is acid splash. Yeah. yeah. So I can literally do 
an infinite amount but of what, acid splash. What that is, it allows casters who don't really hit people with weapons to uh-huh. have a weapon they can just hit someone with. Because yeah. a, a fighter never runs out of sword. Right. Yes. So it's, it's my kind of yeah. equivalent of that. So it's not a very powerful spell, oh, but... The idea of running out of daggers would probably make... <laughs> yeah. uh, I think like, Astor Slash... Palpitations. Astor has, like, the same damage profile as your dagger. So effectively, it's his version of you stabbing someone but without... The yeah, it's, yeah, it's him throwing a dagger but not being able to throw a dagger, yeah. Yeah. effectively. But the difference is, you can get returning magical daggers that do a whole load of extra effects. He will never get that for Acid Yeah, you also have the option of warning yeah. that someone is stabbing him in the back loads. Fun. For, as a note, we mentioned it before, for shoe materials... Make sure you can, even if it's just buying that pouch thing. Yeah. It's it's silly to spend a feat on it if you can avoid it, but make sure you can issue materials because you will end up at some point with the GM who goes, well, do you have a crocodile talent? No. Well, then you can't do that incredibly minor thing. And there's nothing worse than seeing someone yeah. try and source all the stuff properly. Just, just one, get it One somehow. we've talked about because Hamid has it is combat casting. Yeah. Mm. So most of the time, if you cast a spell and there's an enemy standing next to you, they get to attack you. Yeah. And your way to mitigate against that is to do something called cast defensively, mm-hmm. and combat casting helps you cast defensively. Yep. Uh, another the only one... time Hamid tried to use it, he failed and got hit in the face, and his spell exploded, and that was not great. Oh, I loved it. It was yeah. great. Yeah, I'm sure you loved it. But then your boss got killed in one hit, so... Yeah. So moving on, uh, <laughs> we, we then stab, have... Stab face, and then the other one got bisected. So we've got then weapon focus. Uh, so for casters, you can sometimes take a weapon focus for things like a ray. And I normally recommend as well improved initiative if you're playing a caster yeah, yeah. because you tend to be squishy in Pathfinder. <laughs> improved initiative is just amazing for any character. I, I, I wouldn't recommend it especially for casters. I'd recommend it for everyone. Yeah, but then everyone gets improved initiative, including the monsters, because I'm not a fool. And it's just, it just an becomes arms an arms race. race. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, until eventually everyone's got spider sense, and then <laughs> there's some kind of singularity, and we pop well, through Well, what happens is people turn up to a fight, they look at each other, one of them nods, and then accepts <laughs> the other one. Oh, oh, you, you, do that, you do that thing from Hero, where you lock yeah. eyes, and you just play out the fight in your <laughs> minds, yeah. and never actually need to raise a weapon, and just, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be really cool. Okay, that was the third replacement character. That I, I mean, to be honest, for that, monk. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, so we've got your breakdancing magic Ian. Undead yeah. wizard. Undead. Oh, undead. secret undead. Yeah, who is? I was going to combine the two into secret undead wizard. Secret undead breakdancing wizard. Walking trebuchet, so, yes. I love the idea that for the last dungeon, they'd just be like, well, I can't go in there, <laughs> but I can just explode everything. So I'm not a siege time? mage. I'm yeah. literally a walking trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm huge. <laughs> you don't understand. I just took one spell. What is it? Transmute me into a trebuchet. <laughs> That's all I do. It's really specific. That's why I can do it at this lower level. And you see that flawless segue into recommended spells. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, detect magic. It's Pathfinder. Take Detect Magic if you cast magic. It yep. lets you know there's magic afoot. Read magic because magic in this world, it, again, it's a bit of a game balancey thing. They yeah. deliberately make it so that non-magical characters can't necessarily read magical texts so mm-hmm. that you don't just write a big old scroll of Apocalypse from the Skies yeah. and then give it to your rogue who can sneak in and go, Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Apocalypse from the Skies! <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> the one you told me about, which I wasn't going to take, but is clearly essential, and it's. But we've talked about it on the forums as well. as just how important it is. Is press the digitation. Press the digitation. Which I almost said that time. Oh, almost. I got so close. Again, we've mentioned it before. It's the one that lets you do anything as long as it has no real effect. So perfect <laughs> hair. 
But so I get interested in the no physical effect. I mean, I guess this is this no, 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 no mechanical, mechanical effect. effect. Oh, yeah, right. you, okay. you can't get bonuses to rolls, and it can't do damage. Right. You yeah. can't be like, I press hesitation to remove the lock from the chandelier, so it falls and kills the encounter. Yeah, that doesn't. So whereas you could sort of cast on us when we were in the sewer to make us less smelly, yeah. but that would affect our sneaking. It's it basically comes down to GM's discretion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. It does if you lead into prestidigitation for being such a minor thing, have a massive description. Because people mm. try to push their lookers, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's basically yeah. wish, and they're going, okay, you can only lift things that are less than this weight, less than this size, right. that do not have this, th- and you don't need all of yeah, that. Yeah, it yeah. comes to, down to common judgment. sense. To, yeah, to be honest, everything that Hammond uses it for, which is making himself look well presented, yep. is effectively providing with diplomacy bonuses. Yeah. For the society that he's yeah, around, in, I mean, always looking yeah. well presented will give him long term diplomacy it's bonuses. It's very true, but, but it's I don't, not a mechanical. But then we get yeah. into kind of how do you play culture? And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm an anthropologist, let me help you here. Exactly. I, I, I like to think of it as speeding things up. Yep, yep. Like, you know, he could do the same, anything he can do with prestidigitation, he could do mundanely. It would yeah. just take longer like and he'd have to carry more stuff constantly around. Constantly kind of running away and we're like, oh, so Zolf's come, trailing a bit behind, but then Hamid yeah. is like way behind. In the toilet, doing, doing his, his hair. Ma- doing his yeah. makeup again. Like, guys, so you smashed through the tables when you yeah. found it to this bloodied bathroom as we were in yeah. and just like yeah there's a mirror give me a sec, give me a sec. In, let's put it this way in other games I've heard prestidigitation renamed to cut to right <laughs> it's just yeah. cut to I'm, I'm clean now or yeah. cut to the house is tidy or whatever yeah. I like to think it, it also means he can just do like magicians in our world like sleight of hand he can mm. just do any sleight of hand perfectly yep. a dove oh. yeah. which would make actual like prestidigitators really annoyed because <laughs> you rock up with no preparation and years of not doing anything yeah. and then go oh I can do that yeah. but here's a coin inside this locked safe <laughs> from India oh, I was like, is, so that, is that a pack of cards in your pocket <laughs> reveal the top ten cards they're all the ace of spades except <laughs> the ace of spades has been replaced by my face hey <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be, be brutal. Heading into um, slightly more mechanically ones, yep. um, I tend to recommend Mage Armor or Shield. It allows you, because as a arcane caster, unless you take a bunch of feats, you don't really wear armor. Yeah. It kind of lets you have... So squishy. And you've it, also got, I've also got way, as we've discovered, I have a lot fewer uh, hit points than everyone else in the party. Yeah, so ways it, to keep myself alive. It basically gives you okay armor i see a trend appearing which is any spells that you recommend are the not die spells yeah, yeah there's a reason for that it's because it's, like it's an effort to make a new character <laughs> uh flight because it allows you to fly away and not die and invisibility because it allows you to go invisible and, and not, not die, die. Yeah. <laughs> but you can also cast invisibility on other people that's where it gets fun so suddenly oh, you have yes. an invisible rogue can you imagine an invisible bertie that would never happen the thing is is that he's with the the wheels also just to say there was a look of genuine pain that went on his face that don't let that happen please don't let that happen invisible Bertie then clone him and make those clones invisible too we need just something where like Sasha's incapacitated but you really really need some sneaking done and and, like you know maybe Hamid is trapped somewhere but he can still cast some things you know his legs are broken or something (laughs) just off hand there and Bertie's like oh do it. Sneak, sneak, sneak. No one can see me. It's not. Oh. And it's just a clang, clang, clang. And people see these massive footprints kind of coming towards them through the sand. Clang. He's clanging even though it's sand. It's That's how much he clangs. Impressive. Well, he's so heavy that he actually compresses it into glass. <laughs> I'm going to make it a condition that his armor comes with symbols. Um, after that, let's go into equipment quickly. Recommended items. There tends to be a couple of simple ones mm-hmm. and then a couple of like real high end stuff. So one of which is. Uh, Rod of Metamagic, you always swear by that, Bryn. 
Um, yes. So explain it to the us. The metamagic feats that we were talking about earlier, all the ways you can get your spells better through taking these feats, you can also implant them into rods, which means you don't have to use up a feat slot, and you can just be holding it in your hand, and when you cast the spell, the metamagic feat is applied to it. It's like a wanderer's staff. No, so Wonders and Staff have spells stored in them. This right, is okay. a modified... And this is modifies the spells you cast, oh. and it's it's a, it's a lot more flexible, it's and a it's a lot more useful. Yeah. Although the trade-off is you can have it nicked, it can yeah. break, you can lose it. You can, you lose can it. only use it three times a day. Yeah, and there's loads of limitations on it. Yeah. Most metamagic feats mean that the spell is cast at a higher level. So right now, it would be useless for me to have any, because I can only cast level one spells. Mm-hmm. So if I try to apply a metamagic feat... It's just now too it expensive. Up, it would be a level three spell. I'm like, I can't cast a level three spell. Mm-hmm. Whereas a metamagic rod means you use the spell of its original level. Mm-hmm. And that is what makes them amazing. At the lower levels, I really recommend take a ranged weapon, like a bow, a crossbow, a sling. Yeah. You will run out and then you will be sat there and unless you take acid splash or something... And you can see in the fights we've had that have been successful... Hamid has been far away from the enemies. In the less successful ones, he's been near the enemies. Sure. You're Being one... sick and looking at his hands and crying. <laughs> that's, oh, that, that's Hamid's opener. It's, oh it's never the failed. Of the aristocrat magician. <laughs> <laughs> the number of fights where he's vomited in the middle is <laughs> too high for a campaign this year. You're a delicate flower. I have to say, yeah, I, I think it's good because it adds. It keeps reminding us that this is actually freaking violent. Like, I really liked that you had, what's his name, saying... Wow, um, there's a lot of people that have died. You guys my are friends, coping really uh, well. My friends are dead. Are you, you guys are coping, and uh, you know, for for Zolf and Sasha, it's kind of their job, like their their <laughs> yeah, work yeah. involved seeing a lot of their colleagues, you know, get hurt, annihilated, in, in pirating and in. in well, Hamid just, had to just very quickly. Legitimate sailoring. In legitimate sailoring, where it's just violent with a rope snapping around and. Uh, <laughs> Sasha's in I get the impression speed. that Hamid was the kind of guy that used to take insurance on things like uh, mm-hmm. pontoon and blackjack and all that jazz, and he's just had to dive in now. He doesn't even have that. <laughs> now he's just running around, and people are trying to kill him, and it's all a bit yeah. much. He, well, he, he's learning quickly, but yeah, I've tried <laughs> to get across the idea that he's not completely sure. okay with everything the first but, time it happens. Which yeah. leads us into, when that happens, potions of cure all the things. Yes. Yeah. You want those, and you also want... Protective items of yes. plus one for everything My, that won't let you items die. Items that give you more armor. Once again, just one resistance. magical thing, which is my magic studded leather armor. You. These studs are magic. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Tempted to make them flash or something. <laughs> and then, last but not least, before we head into just general questions about the game world, which obviously has some specifics, bit of role play advice. The one that I say just to Rose and everyone else is don't make your main shtick be your only thing. Don't make magic your only thing. A spell does not a character make. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sorcerer, so who are you? Well, I'm a sorcerer, yeah, but what do you do? Uh, I sorcery? I understand the question. I'm a trebuchet mage. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but that is all that I am. <laughs> What's yes. your hobby? Uh, researching siege tactics. <laughs> As a child, I had a terrible experience on the wall. I was, I was raised by trebuchets and bullied by walls. <laughs> You've got to dig a little bit deeper than I do magic because magic. Yeah. But it's always it's a straightforward stuff. Yeah, and you say it's straightforward, but a lot of people ignore it. True, yeah. true. Genius alive. billionaire playboy sort of <laughs> And then one other thing, which is a little bit of a nuanced version of that, but I think it's really important. And Bryn's the guy that brought it up, and the more I've thought about it, the more I've thought, yeah, actually, that's really important, is have a relationship with magic if you're going to play a magic character, especially in Pathfinder. It's not just, I do magic. There's a lot more to it than that. I mean, if you're doing a thing that 
not everyone in the world can do. In fact, a very few people can do. In fact, as a, as a sorcerer, a spontaneous caster, yeah. Hamid's really in the minority. But, and I think it's going to be really interesting as we get further into that and Hamid realises he is more different than he thought. But that matters. Mm. That, that's now, congratulations, you're a minority of sorts. Yeah. That and, matters. Oh, Engage with it. Deal with like it. Zolf's relationship yeah. with Poseidon is fraught. And, yeah. and that's really important yeah. to his magic and how it works. And that's been precious as well. Gods. Yeah. <laughs> like my, uh, Sasha's relationship with her dagger and Bertie's relationship with himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Good way of putting yeah. it. But it, it, it matters, basically. Yeah. Is don't, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy when you're making a character and have an opinion of magic. I it's I, not even don't be lazy. It's just just be interesting. Yeah, yeah because because ultimately it's not like you have to do it to, to to hit some kind of ideal roleplay experience. It's just it, you'll have more fun. Yeah, it gives yeah. you more to work with certainly. And you know, and Bert, Bertie's done the same thing. You know, the fact that he's stuck falcons on everything and yeah. spent you know the, the whole idea of him spending all the money he could on the flashiest, yeah. impressivist looking equipment but he his could. Relationship it's the same with, idea. Vi- with violent materials. Yes. Is, pretty uh, tight. Sure. And now we enter into the one where I'm going to be opening a door that I probably should close, which yeah. is... Well, there's one thing I'd like to say before you launch into any go questions, for it. which is just a little bit more about sorcerers. Since Hamid oh, is playing yeah, go one, for it. we've talked about the idea that he's one day going to turn into a dragon. Mm-hmm. Now, sorcerers inherit their magical power from a parent of yeah, some Yeah, they do. And there's a lot of options for that. It's called the sorcerer yeah. bloodline, and it's really key to a sorcerer. And there's... Does anyone pick anything that isn't a dragon? Oh, all the time. The that, dragon... that secret zombie, he picked an undead source for his magic. So he was. He's got a zombie mum. Something yeah. like. I think he did actually Ish. have a zombie mum or That's something so like that. Cool. Yeah. You can have like. Uh, there, there's some vampire in my family. Right. Yeah. Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just how it One of the bloodlines is just the arcane bloodline, where one of your ancestors was such a powerful wizard yeah. that you've inherited it through it the just, blood. It just, yeah, it just went on to your knowledge. Kids. And there's, and there's basically any magical beings, angels and demons, right. are quite cool. Um, elementals. elementals, like there's lots of there are lots of options, and a lot of them are pretty cool. As long as you can bang or create progeny from a thing, <laughs> yeah. sorcerers will turn or yeah. turn it into something that you can bang and have progeny. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, like obviously, to my mind, like eventually turning into dragon is very cool, and a lot of them you don't turn into the thing. Yeah. Yes, so that's a separate issue. And, and you, you gain aspects of as your power. Obviously, yeah. there exactly. are people who choose the one which has the most powerful endpoint. Which is not the dragon one. No, not at all. Um, so to me, it's very cool. And because one of the reasons I chose dragon was actually because of the place Alex has given dragons within the game's mm-hmm. story. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought that would create some interesting... How about that lead into... If you're yeah. done, Brynn, yes. sorry. So, yeah, just to say that there's lots of bloodlines and it has a big effect on the sorcerer. And I think that should be a really big part of the character too. Yeah. And it hasn't been very much for Hamid yet. No. But again, as he starts to discover more about his sorcererness. The dragonness of it all should yeah. come out more. So too. from backstory, that's a super long play on our part, like which we may something... never reach, and haven't made die before any of this comes to fruition. Well, that's 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 what role playing is. Indeed. It's investing an enormous amount in a character that dies two sessions in and making another one. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, door open. Go for it. Ask me questions so because it's a rare opportunity. So what place do dragons have in this world? As was briefly mentioned in the notes that I gave all of the players, and that yep. by this point we'll have already released the campaign creation metacast, which has a little more detail. Which has a little bit and more detail. And all this stuff is on the website. And yeah, it is all on but the website. But in an obscure place where I don't think any of our fans have reached. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I've only seen it. it because I had to edit it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, what we have here is we've referenced them before. Is the meritocrats. Which, yeah. <laughs> There's a group of six of them. Are they dragons? 
Yeah, they are. A ancient superpower. So these dragons. are ancient superpowerful dragons. This who is all part of it. rule the world. Who basically humanity a long time ago, around sort of. I mean, it's a big parallel. It's kind of ahistorical. Around the sort of ancient Rome parallel for modern day, made a real hash of it. Like a massive hash of it. The, uh, Rome didn't fall because of Christianity and a bad no, no. class. It, it, they fell because dragons turned up and burned. It. No, Dra the opposite. No, they, they, well, there was they a huge magical accident of some sort. I thought the dragons, so, the meritocrats, turned up and just wiped them out because they were you know like, what? "You're not responsible." Is history unclear on this point? Yes, it is. <laughs> Good question, Lydia. Yeah. But long story short, humanity made an enormous hash of it, Something and a bunch and a bunch of dragons rocked up and went, "Okay, no." No. Rolled up the newspaper, smacked them anymore. on the nose, and they were like, look, you get to stay, but none of this, none of this. <laughs> look, we're, you're not ready, just calm calm down, we'll yeah. deal with this. And then they I mean, just took on responsibilities as sort of heads for various aspects of humanity. So with Hamid's magical bloodline stuff, mm. it's tying into that pretty heavily. That won't be something that's very common. Ooh. Yeah. It's got a bit meritocrat in him. Yeah. Probably. And we don't really know. Well, we know. It could be a rogue dragon. dragon. If there, there might be other dragons, there might be yeah, a rogue dragon. <laughs> ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sneaking, sneak, sneak, and it's like it's little clackety claws on the stone. <laughs> I love the idea of a full-size dragon just holding knives. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't need them, but it wants them, and two, that's all that matters. Two knives. Yeah. So something else that's worth explaining is I lifted this from 3.5. Again, I don't claim this is the most original thing in the world. I just make sure it's coherent. And that is... Some of the gamers here might have been aware of the thread. Any of you heard of the thread or the weave? Uh, so no. it touches on it in D&D &D and things like that. And it's um, Oh, it's the pattern of fate or something. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's the tapestry of existence. Is it sort of that spiders do? No. No, no I don't worry. No, that actually in some creation myths, you know, giant spider creating the... Web. That's right. not... But that would be interesting. I actually. mean, I'm doing it a bit loose and fly-by-wire unless you ask something specific, but effectively the thread is... <laughs> the force that binds us together. It moves through you and blah blah. But effectively, it is. It's. It's no substitute for a good blaster at your side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you got that. Uh, it's effectively. It's yeah, an energy that helps keep reality together. Uh -huh. And people who are casting arcane magic are sort of going tweak and just messing around with it. But that's why there can be completely unexpected consequences if you muck it up. Mm. Almost all of learning and almost all of the years of study is learning, no, 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 tweak to the right. Because if you tweak to the left, the entire country will explode. <laughs> stop, stop doing that. Which is probably what happened to the Romans. Yeah. And effectively, it's tied up with the nature of reality. Because another thing I haven't gone into it here, and I'm not going to go into it here, is Pathfinder has a lot of stuff to do with the planes. So planes of existence. Think of them as alternate dimensions overlapping one another. Planes like maths, not planes like meow. Yes. There can be planes in right. the planes, but not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> like airplane, or the like. You can have he heaven would be another plane. Hell oh, right. would be another plane. You demonic. Airplane was the wrong one to go. To. <laughs> 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 airplanes in the airplane. You do have airplanes. Like, so, this doesn't help. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the threads in sort of Pathfinder canon, I think, and D and D sort of tie some of those planes together, and it's. Right. It's basically, it's interacting with reality in a way, but there is a much more depth to it, which I expect Hamid and probably Zolf will end up engaging with um, over the course of the campaign, so I won't give too much away. So, sorry, so planes are actually, um, a good parallel is the Norse mythology. With right. Yeah, good example. Midgard and okay, cool. Jotunheim. Gotcha. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't understand enough about magic to ask more questions. Bridget, do you have any questions? Yeah, yeah go for it. We, we had a lot of discussions actually yeah. ahead of time, which helped clear some stuff like, up. To, to me, the most interesting aspect is what, and I, I want Hammond to explore this in character, is 
what is a sorcerer and what does this world know about sorcerers? Because he, yeah. like I said, he in character has not quite realised he isn't a wizard. Like, it's no spoiler to bring you up. No one's used that word once. Yeah, in character, the word sorcerer has not been uttered. Yeah. Right. And so, but he seems to have got over the whole, like, hands into claws thing. Well, temporarily. Yeah. Has he? I think that's right. more because he, things have been instantly trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> things have happened to him. He hasn't yeah. had to turn his hands into claws again. We've right. internalised a lot of <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think maybe, you know, when when the studies are done, like, I mean... <laughs> some some metacasts will just be in-character therapy sessions. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff we're not dealing with. <laughs> yeah, like, on that train, we, we, we re- I don't know when this will be released, but there was recently a journey... In which Spoilers, we got on a train there, at some point. There was a point oh, you've ruined it for everyone. Podcast <laughs> over. We got to sit down quietly for a very short period of time <laughs> and actually quite enjoyed it. Like, you know, maybe at that point all of the fear should have come out and we should, if we were being realistic, have just started weeping and shaking. I don't know, I think I'm still... Actually, that is a good point, is bringing up something, is the industrialisation of magic, that occurs to me, is in this world, I've mentioned it before, is I like worlds where, okay, magic's a thing, okay, here's my disbelief, I've I've used my disbelief on that, okay, but if magic's a world, some guy has gone, yeah, I'm not going to rule the world, Hmm. but I can use magic to make really, really fast carts, yeah. like really fast carts, and suddenly you can make a living out and of that. And so things like the trains and the airships, a lot of them run on magic yeah. rather because than running on science. you don't need steam power. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't need this, to develop... Why so bother? It's, steam power's really, really, really dangerous and expensive and complicated. Why not just bend this elemental to your will and it, it does what it's told? It now makes sense how you said how hard it is to do magic, because otherwise you don't want a world where everything is easy and exactly. energy is just super easy. But if you need to spend decades of your life investing in working out how to do these spells and each yeah. person can only See, do like one spell like that, so you've got... They're a specialist. You've got a whole load of... Instead of having train drivers with unions, instead the people that are running these things, there's like, you know, a hundred really high-level electric wizards. Exactly. That one after another cast the spell to charge Yeah, them. exactly. Oh, okay, I get it. Now it makes sense. Then there's a couple of depressing facts which have come to my attention right. after that, which is, one, you dedicate, say, ten years of your life learning as hard as you can to make a little thing that makes your dinner appear from the table over there to the table over here instead yeah. of a waiter, yeah, someone spent 10 years of their life dedicating yeah. themselves to learning just how to do that. Yeah, they probably make quite a lot of money out of it. Well, yeah. that's the deal. So your return on investment is pretty good, and also you can tap a table and your dinner turns up. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being something like an architect or like you know, there's or, an a, or a vet. There's, it's well, a long-term there's, investment. These are things where they take, I'm thinking specifically ones where they've got a seven-plus year training oh, period. Yeah. And then at the end of that, that's where you get your qualification. And mm-hmm. then you can go out and make a decent amount of money. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the way that you can get by is certainly with the arcane and wizards. Mm. Sorcerers are different in any campaign, but in this one as well. They're basically academics. Mm. They're people who decided to be an academic. Computer coders, really. Uh, yeah, sort yeah. of. Or, or research scientists yeah. who can then go into industry and make lots of money by selling yes. what they've invented. Yeah, I mean, I know this is... For some people, this is unglamorous. They want boom, mm. boom. But ultimately, I always say that a world should be coherent. And part yeah. of that is, yeah, people can do some big stuff. How does that tie in? Oh, right. Most of the stuff that they can do, they've spent their entire life doing. It's the only thing that they can do because it's the versatility is what I like is in these games, player characters should be in some ways more versatile than the average person. There are merchant NPCs and they're good at selling stuff, but that's pretty much their thing because they dedicate themselves. The reason the player character is exceptional is that 
you know, when it comes to Hammond magic, is that he's not a guy who specialised in making different types of toothpick mm. that are magic. One thing that I really like about a lot of the Pelgrane um, RPGs, like Trailer Cthulhu and 13th Age, because it asks you why you're a PC. A lot of games just kind of gloss over that and say, hey, you're a PC because you're a PC. Mm. But they go, no, 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 why are you different from everybody else? Why are you doing the things? Why don't you just live a normal life and have a family? Why are you... Why is this so horrible? And why and are you it matters. Up and, it, and that, in this game world, matters in the sense of, why aren't you choosing to be a bread magician? Yeah. There's good money in bread magic! Yeah. And stuff like that. And Disappointed yeah. parents saying, oh, you should have gone into bread, not into mentoring malarkey. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no future in trains. It's all about bread. That's but, why I have to get famous. Yeah. So my parents will be impressed. because, oh, of course, validation, that's yeah. all everyone needs. Wait, is this needs. actually a plot point? Yeah. Is this a spoiler? Probably. Because I don't actually know enough about your parents. You were very deliberately harsh. I mean, I, th- I think we can infer from the fact that you never mentioned his parents. That they were bred. That... But, that yeah. They were bred. <laughs> they were bred. Yeah. Neither, neither bred. like, Zolf and Sasha don't really mention their parents. That's because of their own reasons. Well, it's it's almost like everyone has complicated and hidden yeah. backstories. If only there was a way to draw that out over an extended period of time. It's also entertaining to listen to. I mean, to be honest, if we just let... quite interested in his no. Spoilers on sports. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Right, I think we're going to close. We should there. wrap it up. Yeah. We've we've had a pretty long one there, but we've covered a lot of stuff. And Yay. everyone, if if there were questions that you wanted answered that these guys didn't ask, complain. Write emails. Tell no. them how much you Wait, hate forum. them. Go, and go on the forum. forum. And go on the forum. Go tweet. Forum. Yeah. Go mental. Just blame um, them. I I gave them the chance to ask all of the questions yeah. that you want to know, and instead. We got onto bread magic. That's their fault. In fact, if people send us enough questions, we can compile them all and do a single metacast, which is all these questions. Which is just a mailbag. Mailbag. Just scream them at Alex. We'll tie him down. (laughs) (laughs) Scream. We'll get James to do it. All of your formats involve torture. Get in touch. Yep, and we look forward to being here again next week. Yay, bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. basically converting stuff so converting something from one thing to another thing yeah it there's a lot Fear of overlap into between. anger anger, anger into, into hate hate into, into chocolate cake. suffering right. or into maybe just suffering. you know it's like you guys don't gold. even know your jedi code <laughs> oh, sorry yeah, sorry God, you're such a padawan so Oh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Should we be also, the thing no, be like, we'd be younglings. We'd be youngling. No, no, I got that wrong. I got myself mixed up. Oh, I'd be sick. Because Padawans would know something. They're told. So we're, 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 yeah, we're. I feel like we accidentally got lost in the wrong young. IP again. <laughs> yeah. We keep yeah. doing that. I was sorry, fantasy. Woo! Let's, <laughs> stop, let's stop talking about Jedi. So. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 